how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. And we're back with another movie in our sci-fi classics category picked by TV. This is true. I picked this movie. Uh, yeah, you did. We watched it. What was it? The Day the Earth Stood Still. The original. Classic. 1951. Doesn't get more classic than the 50s, I guess. Yeah. For a classic sci-fi series. Yeah, with the iconic scene. The iconic scene of, uh, <laughs> what was it again? The robot coming down? Yeah. What was that robot's name? Is Gort or something, Gort. right? Yeah. <laughs> Gort. Gort. I love Gort. But, yeah, we're going to spoil this one. So... If you so don't beware. want spoilers, yeah, come back after you've watched it. Though, <laughs> you could probably parse out what the spoiler would be in this movie pretty easily, <laughs> if you know your history. Mm. Yeah, you could probably figure out what's going on here, but that's alright. Uh, it's basically just about uh, an alien who lands in Washington, and he wants to get everybody together so he can tell them this like, dire news, but... Um, it, it turns out to be a little harder than it seems to get the world to come together. And then stuff, uh, happens. So <laughs> he goes to live among the humans for a bit, basically, is what happens after that. So good old Klaatu and Gort. Man, Gort. What the heck? That's a lame name, I gotta say. <laughs> what? How do I mean, how could we even conceive of his true name? They're speaking in our language. <laughs> Gort, is that what it translates to? <laughs> That's true. You know, We're, uh, you know, maybe they, maybe they're using a translator or something, you know? Maybe they speak in clicks exclusively. Mm, yeah. Yeah, Gort's like his robot side companion, if anybody who's listening hasn't watched it. He's a, uh, there's like bodyguard, basically. And more. I don't know. It's still so gener generically sci-fi. I mean, this was the 50s, though, so maybe it wasn't so, like, just... Klaatu is a pretty good alien name. I, I like Klaatu. Yeah. Klaatu is good. Gort sounds like something somebody came up with in, like, two seconds. <laughs> what? <laughs> I think his name was Nut in the short story, if I read that correctly. Nut? <laughs> I'm guessing G-N-U-T. <laughs> oh, okay, maybe Gort's better. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Nut would have been pretty funny. <laughs> it's not very intimidating as Nut. But I mean, I guess I could see him being named that in that suit, to be honest. <laughs> I'm mostly joking. That's not a huge issue for me. I just was thinking about that watching it this time, like... <laughs> no, Gort, huh? that's the best we got. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think you're maybe onto something. I think this movie does straddle a line between being deep and thoughtful and just kind of being a cheesy sci-fi. Oh yeah, definitely. Has everybody seen this before? I've seen it before, but I'm curious if you guys have seen it. No, I had not. I saw the remake. Yep. Unfortunately, I did too. <laughs> I did not catch that. <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer for that way back in the day when it was like coming out, and I was like, that looks so epic, but then I never saw it. I don't even remember what happened. It is a lot different from this movie. 
Well, I guess what'd you guys think of this one? We're kind of, we got deep with Gort right at the bat, but. (laughs) You know, this wasn't what I was expecting, I think. I think I was thinking it was going to be something more like along the lines of, I don't know, like War of the Worlds, but instead it was kind of like, it's a wonderful life, but an alien just seeing how the world is. Yeah, it was okay. I got a lot of problems with it that we can get into but you know it's okay the like special effects and stuff were pretty good actually i thought for the most part though so that was pretty neat to see yeah i i liked this one quite a bit i i think and it was different than what i was expecting definitely like like you said fox it, it kind of explored some themes i thought it wasn't going to and a little shockingly, I thought it was kind of relevant to today as well. Still, yeah, from the nineteen oh, fifties, yeah. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Um, I thought they did a really good job with some of the cinematography and stuff. So, but I mean, I completely get it. It was a little cheesy at times as well, but I was still digging it. It was fun. Yeah, I liked it a lot this time as well. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I've got a few like nitpicks here and there, but overall, I enjoyed myself. I remember there being a lot more of Nort like wrecking things and destroying everything, um, but yeah, that that that, that it barely it happens a little. He goes a little nuts every once in a while, but it's nothing like extensive. I don't know. I had a lot of problems with the writing in this. I feel like it's so cheesy; it makes it kind of hard to take it seriously at times. I wasn't expecting the stranger in a strange land thing for mo- like the majority of the movie. I thought it was going to get more into like philosophical questions and that kind of thing, which it doesn't really. So I would have preferred that over what they went for with this, I think. I guess I um I felt like I don't know, I I hate to say, like, a a return to, like, the roots of sci-fi, but this is, like, exactly what I always think of, like, you know, like, like, in a movie, like, now, with, like, that takes place in the 80s, and the kids are watching some, oh, it's the horrors of the future, and it's always something like this. But, like, it's also, like, 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 um, oh, well, well, heavy metal, like, the shorts in there, right? Well, for the most part pretty goofy there's still kind of this sense of wonder almost i think you know it was before we had all kinds of crazy special effects and even like solid common depictions of what aliens in the future might look like so they're just i don't know it feels very genuine i guess even the cheesiness to me everybody feels like they just are really curious about the future and the themes they're exploring yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's funny that it's just like guy. He look, he's completely human, basically. Doesn't look crazy at all. He's just wearing a weird costume when we first see him. That's about it. But I don't mind that. Yeah, a lot of these old movies kind of do that. I mean, a lot of like the Godzilla movies I've seen, all the aliens are just like human looking, but wear weird clothes. <laughs> I think he's supposed to represent in this too, like humanity in the future, whenever they can live peacefully together as one people you know it's like this is what you can achieve too if you disarm and quit fighting with each other and then in like i don't know how many years is it 500 
plus years or something, maybe a thousand years, you'd be Star Trek. It is kind of like, yeah, Star Trek man coming to Earth in the 50s or now, whenever, you know, that huge gap of time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't mind him being just a, a dude, really, because I, I think it works for what they're going for in this. Yeah, I, I agree. They're making a lot of commentaries on humanity back then and how things were with Klaatu. He's like, man, you guys cannot all get together in one place so I can talk to you. Like, it's def It definitely dives into a lot more stuff than I thought they were going to. Like, the first thing, um, when he gets off the ship, he's like, I come in peace, and then they shoot him. Yeah. <laughs> that got a chuckle out of me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's very relevant, you know? And that definitely surprised me. I thought this was going to be pretty cheesy. So, it, and I thought they did a good job with all the commentaries they were doing. I enjoyed that and the writing and that he was human. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Gort kind of gives us like the, the alien-ishness of like what you kind of would expect, I guess, with the kind of more like inhuman he just will destroy everything he shoots lasers out of his eyes just like this blocky being so he kind you still kind of get that from him he did very much give me like an old godzilla vibe yeah the scene towards the end when he's walking through the chairs coming after the girl i was like okay that is a little cheesy now <laughs> and she's screaming <laughs> and stuff oh that was so bad because she just like throws herself on the ground <laughs> i was like oh it was bad but it was like bad in a fun way for me i was laughing at it yeah that's that classic overacting from the olden times. That scene just seems like you said this on one of our episodes once, Fox, and I've thought about it ever since. It seems like it would be a scene on the background of like an eighties movie, you know, it's just on the TV in yeah. the background is the <laughs> robot crashing through the chairs. So I feel like I'm like vicariously nostalgic about that sort of thing. Obviously not my own childhood, but watching so many movies of other children watch these movies <laughs> has somehow made me nostalgic. Yeah, and I did like, uh, yeah, Klaatu's whole attitude towards the people, um, like being, yeah, we can't get together, but you just like to talk to us, you know? And he's like, no, this is, yeah, what did, he had a line that I really thought was, like, cracked me up. What did he say? He's, I can understand you're impatient. And then Klaus is like, I'm just impatient with the stupidity. <laughs> and it's like, okay, <laughs> dang, that's pretty harsh. But I, I like Klaatu's attitude because he just thinks it's so ridiculous that they can't. And he's like throwing out these pretty much just threats, you know, like hard threats to get them. And it's almost casualness about it. He's like, well, I don't want to do this, but I would, you know, I, I can just do it. I, I might come to that. That's fine. Um, and it's like kind of intimidating that guy a little bit, the way he's, yeah, just like, well, I, I'm here to do something and I'm going to do it, whether it's through peaceful means or if I have to get your attention forcefully. I agree. Klaatu was an interesting character. I like how I thought most of the movie he was going to be arguing with dudes in suits, but he, most of it, he spends it with that kid. What's, what's that kid's name? Bobby. Bobby. And he, like, gets to see the world through Bobby's eyes a little bit. And then he kind of, he, at least to me, his character seemed like, okay, I want to try and save these people again after that. See, 
I get the purpose for all that. I just wish that wasn't the whole movie, you know, because there's other movies that do it better and are more entertaining with that aspect. I was pretty entertained with it. I thought it was all pretty interesting seeing him, yeah, just chat with Bobby and how he could get along with these kids like better than he could with <laughs> the adult just because he wasn't like distrustful and paranoid and weird. He was like just a normal person. Yeah, like it, it makes sense, but I mean, I mean how, how many times in these do they have to go to like Washington, D.C. and go look at the statue of Abe Lincoln and be like, Oh, that's a that's a cool dude right there, you know. All that typical stuff. Granted, this is probably like one of the earlier ones that did that. We saw that last week with Logan's Run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well that that's yeah, yeah, exactly. We did. The story and like message behind it is a very global thing, you know. So I wanted that to be addressed more than what it was in this plus i found like i didn't like the whole landing in america and taking the american viewpoint on it i would have preferred a more worldly viewpoint on the entire incident than just going to america you know no totally it is like a very american movie i mean like it's it's very much the american mindset like it takes you got to go down to the low level, hang out with the little people, you know, do the, the needs of these few good people outweigh, you know, the, the problems of the entire world. And I, I think a lot in American media, we say, yes, it does. But that's definitely not the sentiment like in other places around the world. And it sounds like maybe not in the uh, the Star League that Klaatu is from. Like, I, I get why they did it, because this came out in... um. 51 right so we're, this was only six years after world war ii had ended the cold war's going on um we dropped the first a-bombs so it makes sense that he showed up here you know but they could have like it didn't have to be so america focused you know they could have just been like yeah he showed up here because we're the ones who dropped the bomb but then gone to a more worldly look at it but no we just stay with the American viewpoint, and then he runs around with the little kid for the whole movie. And uh, I I wanted more out of this sci-fi than that, <laughs> especially with what they're going for with the main message. I never feel like they're pointing fingers, though. I don't think he's, like, taking the American side. I think they point fingers at America as well. Like, I mean... They like they even say like yeah they ask Russia to come there and they're like no 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 you got to come to us and then there's like well the president said there's no way we can do that and you know the America the way they treat Klaatu is pretty awful I don't think it's yeah they know. shoot him <laughs> yeah like it's I think it is still a global esque I mean it is it's set in America it's an American movie so I mean it makes sense but it's just I don't know I don't I never feel like it's like patriotic America kind of stuff you know no it's not. I just wanted more, like, viewpoints, you know? Like, have more people from different nations coming together to discuss it and get it from their angles. Because it the, the whole thing is, it's like, you gotta disarm your nuclear bombs or you're gonna kill each other and then you're gonna probably kill us, too, which we can get into that because that is kind of ridiculous. But, um, like, I like that it's, 
it's not making fun of America. It's just pointing out like things. Like I mean, yeah, they he shows up, and then the, what's the first thing they do is they shoot him. Yeah, that's definitely America. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but and I they hold him prisoner, and like, yeah, they do a lot of stuff. And I mean, a lot of other places it probably would have happened like that too, maybe. But I wanted more than just the American thing, like them going and touring Washington, D.C. was a little much, I think, too, at least for me. I wanted more. I mean, it's the day the earth stood still, not the day America stood still, you know. Get more diversity in this movie. It's a big issue, and it, it bears more exploration than what it was given in this. Yeah. I mean, I guess the first step, though, you're right, is getting everybody together. And I think that was like a big issue, especially right after World War II. Like, that's not going to happen. That's like, I mean, that's the first step, which I, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing all these other perspectives. But I think they're trying to talk about a totally different issue is like, yeah, the world isn't ready to come together like that. And maybe they should be. I don't know. It's, yeah, having their open arms and welcoming. Like, cause we, we do see like the scientists all get together. Like, it's, certain people do want to to talk about this and certain people don't, but that's the whole problem. Does seem pretty relevant today, I guess, how nobody really, the scientists are always willing to get together and talk, but nobody cares what they have to say in the end, so. Yeah, I, see, I like these ideas, even though it was extremely convenient that that was going on at the, at the exact same time they needed it to. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the spaceship came. All the scientists are willing to come down and check it out. Like, of course, they're going to be there. They were having some conference or something, I thought, anyways, like before he showed up. Yeah, to look at the spaceship, I was pretty sure. But maybe I'm wrong. Okay, I thought it was something else. But I guess for Claw 2, it's like he's such a like jerk in this movie, too, because he, like, he comes here where everything's completely different from his planet, and he gets frustrated with the people because we're squabbling, right? But he never, like, learns or tries to take advantage of that situation to improve his character, you know? He's just like, I'm going to force you to listen to me the entire time, and I didn't think... Yeah, he wasn't here to destroy us or anything, really, either. He's just here to bring a message, um, so he doesn't have any, like, he's interesting, but he doesn't have any, like, real character growth because he's never, like, tries to work with the people who want to help him in the government, you know? He just goes straight to, um, trying to figure it out on his own. Ugh, it, it just doesn't, like, line up for me. It, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. He doesn't learn anything or evolve as a character and it's like yeah if that if what they're addressing is that problem that people aren't getting or aren't going to meet and work together then he's intelligent enough he should realize that his best chance is probably the work with the people who are willing to do something at the moment you know he he does that with the scientists man like he he's like all right the government's not gonna work with me so i'm gonna go hang out with the people and then he goes and you know gets involved with the scientists and he's gonna help them out i i think you're wanting a lot more out of this than he's than it was gonna be dan this is the 50s dude 
Yeah, I, I that, that's no excuse. They have lots of hard hitting things in the fifties. <laughs> yeah, but like sci-fi was just kind of getting its feet under it. I thought like sci-fi like this. Um, I don't think it was until really Stanley Kubrick um, that sci-fi kind of took off with 2001: A Space Odyssey. I mean, you had Star Trek and stuff too to help, but this was pretty intellectual sci-fi. This feels like uh, you would read a short sci-fi story, you know, is what this feels like to me. Yeah, I, I, I admit I did want a lot more out of this since the question is so big, but I have other writing issues with this movie, too, that extend just beyond this. I, I just feel like he didn't even try to work with the government at all when that one dude, the aide to the president, he wasn't rude. Or nothing. He was like, this is just how it is, man. I will help you as best as I can. And he seemed pretty reasonable, but Klaatu just didn't want to listen to him and just did his own thing. And it's like he refused to like adapt to where he was, even though he came to <laughs> to do something nice for the people of the earth, you know. It it, it rubs me the wrong way, you know. Yeah, it's not a message for one person, though. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I he is supposed to be a little arrogant. I think he's supposed to be kind of scary that that's his mindset, is that he's willing to. But I think his like time with the humans, because you know, I think he realizes that, and he's like, all right, I need to understand these people better. And so that's why he escapes and goes and hangs out with those people in the hotel or whatever. Yeah, you're right. But he doesn't change, really, any from all of that. I think he changes. I mean, like, he shows up and it seems like, like, Thursday to him. He's like, oh, great, another planet of morons, gonna get themselves blown up, you know, I'll try, but, you know, and then he hangs out with Bobby and, you know, gets to kind of get a feel for it, gets to understand why our mindset's like it is, and he's like, okay, science. People think scientists are great, maybe we can fight a little harder, make some new plans, go off protocol. Yeah, yeah, he tries... Well, he, he obviously he wants to get his message out, right? Because it's very important. And he he tries um, the best way he knows how to do it. Um, and I think you're on to something there to TV where you say it, it's kind of scary that he's so arrogant and that he won't work with the people who want to work with him. And he's just going to do it the way he sees fit. I think you're on to something there with with that. But at the same time, it doesn't quite work for me in this movie because they don't really play that up as much. It, partly because he's running around with Bobby the whole time and it's the whole, oh, look, it's the stranger in the strange land trope, you know, that's always used in a fun way for the most part. It does get a little creepy when he goes to the back to his spaceship and Bobby follows him there. But then again, there's some plot conveniences that occur that kind of takes me out of it again, even when that's going on. So, yeah, it it's not as tight as I wanted it to be or as it could have been, I think. I don't know if I think the secretary to the president was like really willing to help him. I think he was like a huge cynic and he was like, this is the way it is, bro. It's not going to get done. But I think Klaatu's like, bro. Like, the life of your entire world is on the line, so you're going to choose to be, like, you know, a cynic right now? Like, you're just going to conform at this moment when, like, the fate of the world is what's at stake? I think it makes him mad. 
Understandably so. But I mean, he did what he he could do in his position. Like he he took it to the president and they called all the different nations and he gave them Klaatu that like all or the um, transcriptions from all their calls. So it's like he tried. He tried to do it. Well, the president does the same thing that they do. He goes, no, 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 we can't meet with you either. Like, so the the United States doesn't try any harder than anybody else does to get everybody to come together. I mean, they sent out the messages and then everybody else was like, nah, we ain't going to do that, blah, 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 which is... Well, they said, well, we can do it if you come to us. And then America was like, ah, oh, no, no, of course not. You got to come to the D.C. area, like on our home turf, which... It's just, it's, and it sounds kind of dumb, but I mean, that is kind of like realistic. Like, no, we're not going to go to our enemies. You're going to come to us and no, we're not going to you. That's stupid. Why would we do that? I, I just think they would have picked a neutral meeting ground somewhere. I think this was like an actual problem back then that we wouldn't go talk to them. Like in reality, like Stalin and the American presidents like would not meet up. Yeah. The whole Cold War thing. I I get it. It's just... I feel like we have to make excuses for why maybe he does something the way he does, you know, instead of it being logical or making sense completely. At least that's what it feels like to me. I think that's like the crux of it. Like humanity is illogical. That's what makes him mad. Yeah. Yeah. But he still doesn't try to work within it. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't want to work with just one thing. He wants to have everybody to hear what he has to say. If we tell the United States, they're probably not going to tell anybody else, like, their enemies anyways. Like, yeah, why would he share it with just one thing? He doesn't want to take sides here at all. But that's totally unreasonable once he gets here and figures out what's going on. Like, he could have just got on his little ship and went to every other place, you know? He could have done that and given it to everyone individually. I mean, he's the super intelligent, highly advanced alien, so he could have done that. But no, he's like, no, I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to go learn about America and the American people, and that's going to make me change my ways. But it doesn't really. Well, he got shot. They got a ship, quote unquote, on lockdown. He manages to escape, but I think there's going to be some violence if he did try to leave as well. I don't don't know. I, I wasn't very happy with how they went about exploring this idea that they're putting forth i I, like i i like the idea but it feels sloppy like i could have done so much better with it than what we got i don't know what to tell you i thought this was was fine and kind of forward thinking for the 50s you know and good special effects um and i mean i get why Klaatu was kind of a jerk. He like can fly around the universe, man. He's they've like colonized Mars or something in this movie, right? Or he's from Venus. Nobody knows exactly where he's from, yeah. But close enough to be neighbors. Yeah, that's what they said. So he he lands on the planet, they shoot him, then they won't let him do what he wants to do. He's like, bro, okay. And just does his own thing, so I, I liked Klaatu in this. I thought he was fine. I mean, I think the the worst character in this for me was the, like, boyfriend of the mom. Oh, he just seemed like the typical, like, American go-getter thing. Yeah, and I I thought he was a fine character. I just hated it because the guy playing him and he was written so well. I thought I was like, oh, the gosh, that's, like, <laughs> relevant today. So... <laughs> 
I could see this exact thing happening in 2021. And I mean, I appreciated all that stuff about it. I, I get how you can see all that stuff, but I don't know, man. I liked this movie. I thought it was pretty good. Well, and let, and let me say too, I agree with you on a lot of that. It is a very forward thinking movie, especially coming out during the, the, the start of the cold war, you know, it's, it's good. I mean, this, I could see this being very impactful when it came out for sure. Um, but it's kind of, if this one more than a lot of these older films feels like a product of its time, which is, is cool in some ways. Like if you're looking at it from a historical perspective, but if I'm like critiquing it from compared to like all the movies and stuff that I've seen and we've talked about, it, it doesn't hold up as well as I thought it would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you compare this to like Dune or something recent, yeah, it, you're going to be able to rip it apart. I mean, I don't know about rip apart. I mean, they're like two totally different like ideas yeah rip apart's probably too harsh there than i wanted to sound i think there's a lot of value here still even i don't know i don't feel like it's a poorly you know done observation commentary i think maybe we're looking too far into like the sci-fi aspects and not just about the commentary of you know people are people and what is good and evil what's good and bad i think it goes down to a lot more grounded simple topics and themes even which is kind of surprising, yeah, because you kind of do expect with this guy with a secret, this alien that comes and you only share it with certain people, you know, and it's like, well, what does he mean? But then he ends up hanging out with, yeah, the, the, the humanity and the people of America and, like, chatting with them and, like, just learning about what kind of makes us tick, which is, uh, it is interesting, but it's definitely, yeah, not what you would expect from, like, the premise, I think. And don't get me wrong, I like that aspect. I think it's important. But we don't see any character growth from Claw 2 because of it. So I think it would have been nice to like have this that portion be in there and then have another portion at the end when they're, it's like he meets with the scientists and then they try to work together with him maybe to um, figure this thing out, you know, and take the lessons he's learned from being amongst the people and apply them to come up with some sort of solution i think that's that's part of the problem i have it's like it's like a, it's a good setup and then he leaves and he doesn't really have any character growth because of what he's done i don't know about uh the no character development i think he does have a, a like some character development because he essentially saves um earth from being destroyed by gort he decides they're worth saving after being with uh bobby even after they've shot him twice. He def doesn't have to tell the mom to go disable Gort. That's true, but I think that's more like a side effect. Like, he knows that this robot's going to do this, and he's like, I'm not here to do this, so go tell him to not kill everybody here, you know? I, I'm not convinced that that's character growth, because he wasn't here to, to do that anyways. Well, and he was willing to, like, destroy New York is what he said, like, to get everybody's attention or whatever. He gave a couple examples of what he wanted to blow up. And he ends up just shutting down the electricity because he was convinced that, yeah, we actually, I don't have any, I don't need to do something like that. I don't need to be drastic. I think he does, the humanity does grow on him and he doesn't go as extreme with his methods because of that. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. I, I took it more as, like, 
since he was talking to the scientist, the scientist was like, well, you don't need to do that for obvious reasons. It's like, there's a more logical solution that will work here on earth, you know, kind of thing. So, see that kind of, that was interesting. I liked that, but it, I, I don't know. I, I wanted stronger writing for him because he was so interesting. Like I agree. He was a very, the most interesting character in this, which he needed to be. So that was good. And Michael Rennie does an awesome job playing him too. I think I loved watching his performance as claw too. It was great. I just, yeah, it, 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 all my issues with this come down to the writing. And I have more, but we can get to those when we get to those. <laughs> I don't know. I think I've had enough of the writing. We can come back to it, but I want to talk about the special effects, guys. Um, I had to check multiple times IMDb the year of this movie while watching some of the special effects. I was pretty impressed for this being 51. I was like, this looks pretty good. I mean, it's it obviously kind of looks a little cheesy, at times, but I was still impressed. I was like, wow, they did good. I agree. It looks great. Yeah, I like, and I mean, I like these kind of old school effects stuff. Um, it definitely feels like it's from the 50s, you know, because of the, like, yeah, black and white and the kind of blocky alien suit. But yeah, like just watching, like, the UFO open up and stuff like that. It, it looks really cool. And, like, the robot's eye beams, like, when it glows in his visor and stuff, that looked amazing. Oh, those were great for the 50s. I was super impressed by, like, the laser ray thing. And their weapons, like, disappearing on screen. I was like, wow. Yeah, right out of their hands. He melts those two guys. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> Killed them. <laughs> yeah, they didn't do a ton with it, but I was very impressed every time I saw that. And the set looked cool inside the UFO as well, I thought. Like, it looked really neat with, like, the whatever that machine is when you like, and especially with just like the cinema cinematography, I think helps a lot with that, with the black and white, the heavy shadows on his face. Like there's just a lot of cool shots as well. I think that really helped this movie out. I agree completely. The cinematography was great. I like that. They went for the classic, like flying saucer look with it. That was nice to see. <laughs> yeah. You don't really see that anymore. Like just the flying saucer, just the classic. And they made it cool with like a cool ramp that comes out of it and stuff too, which was neat. Yeah. Like like I was saying, I was kind of surprised because I thought there was a lot more of like laser beams and stuff in this, but no, not really. It's, it is kind of a smaller scale, which is weird. Yeah. He doesn't really like, there's not a lot of yeah like disintegrations. There's several, but there's not a lot. And yeah, just the UFO is really the main thing that in cloth or not cloth to Gort. And they're honestly not on screen a lot. He blows up that wall to get him out of prison, too. Oh, yeah, that was cool. I liked that a lot. I really liked when it was taken off at the end, the flying saucer. I thought that scene was sweet. I Like, it looked cool, and then the sound with, like, the look of the saucer going up. I don't know. I had some headphones on for this one. And for some reason, that scene just, like, shook me. I was kind of chilled, like, watching a shuttle launch. I was like, oh, Wow. Look at the power. I I got that vibe a lot, especially at the beginning of this when it's like coming down. I think they do a really good job of just building up to the UFO and like it's landing and stuff. 
like the tension really is rising when you're like we it just lands in the middle of that park or whatever and they got all those people surrounding it. it it is tense and the music is like so good in this i think like especially when it's like the ufo or gore are on screen like all their themes are amazing it really adds a lot it's got that like classic you associate with aliens music where it's got the like the wavers going up and then going back down the scale. The theremin thing or whatever. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. And it's still it's got a little bit of like sinister mood to it and stuff, but it's not like full blown going for it. It was great. I loved that. It was so good and it was very effective at building the atmosphere for when they showed up and like came out of the um the the flying saucer and everything i like too that they just get right into the action like it starts out with this dude who's just like holy crap there's a flying saucer <laughs> or something <laughs> coming the earth and then it just goes through all the different like countries and things like that that was cool i liked that i get right to it yeah there's no like scene with like bobby and his mom first you know just living their life it's just like here's the ufo it le leads well into what you were saying too about the um the fast paced nature of it just throws you in you're like what's going on and it is interesting cuz i couldn't remember what like the the message he had was exactly so and it is kind of an interesting i don't know there's a lot of mystery about that too at the beginning about like what he has to say and it's like wow what could it be i don't know i just it's just, it, i like that a lot the just all the build up they do yeah i it would have played better for me if I didn't like, I already knew what he was going to say coming into this because I've heard a lot about this movie. <laughs> I just never got around to watching it before. So that probably would have helped me some too when watching it if I didn't know all that. But like halfway through, he basically tells you what he tells them at the end for the most part too. So they kind of ruin it there, I think. I guess since we're talking about pacing, you know, I'll say maybe I am a little with you on this one, Dan. Like, I came into this not knowing anything about it, but having this preconceived idea that it was gonna be rampaging foam robots and flying saucers. And then it wasn't. And I, I, I will say I, I did feel like it was dragging just a touch. And there was maybe a few moments where I was like, ah, I'm gonna get up, refill my drink, get a snack, maybe come back in a minute I, I will give it that the pacing feels weird as it goes on yeah like when he's going around with bobby i think that could have been a lot shorter like we didn't did we really need him to go see abe lincoln in the monument or whatever it's like did we really need that i don't know i don't think so i liked it but i don't know it's like, yeah, I mean, it's so on the nose. He goes there and he's like, now nah, that's a man I want to talk to. And I'm like, yeah, everybody yeah. knows that dude. <laughs> we all want to talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah I want to talk to Abe Lincoln too. <laughs> you know, it's like, come on, we, we, we don't need this in here. It gives him some appreciation. There's people that exist that are wise and up to his standards. I do agree with you on this one as well it did get slow a couple times and i could have used less scenes of them going and looking at landmarks and taking more of him like actually talking with the professor or showing more technology from his world showing off more of gort like 
this movie didn't seem too long for me, but they could have definitely changed some of that around. I do agree. Some of the montages are kind of slow. Like, oh, there, when he like shuts down all the electricity, that montage went on for a while, and it just kept going. And I, I there's a couple others in here where this like going throughout the world, showing the, the effects of the alien, and I'm like, okay, I kind of get what we're doing here. We don't need to keep going. Did we really need to see the dairy farmer not being able to hook up the milk machine to the cow udders? I felt very connected to being from, you know, the Midwest in a small town. I felt seen. I think once maybe they showed people messing with things that probably didn't require electricity. Well, maybe they did back then. But I think there was one time they showed them, like, not being able to open car doors or something. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was kind of thinking, I mean, cars weren't even electric back then. I mean, it was all, like, motor, right? Did they even have electronics in them? Was there a battery? I don't know. Well, that's a good question. Was there a battery? I don't know nothing about cars, so I don't know. <laughs> I think part of my problem with it being so America was like all that monument sightseeing and stuff. I think that really added to that for me and why I didn't I didn't care for that. It's like, yeah, cut that out. Let's get to the meat of the problem here, man. You know, <laughs> get more nations involved in this than just all the Americans. It's like we don't need to see a Blinken statue or the other monuments in DC. The Arlington Cemetery. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was kind of an interesting scene. To me, it just felt like every other one of the movies that does that, too. And I was like, you're better than this. Yeah, I get it. I liked all that DC stuff. I thought that was all interesting, just seeing how he reacted to it. But, yeah, it, I mean, it is just America-focused because, yeah, I think, one, it's made in America. And he just happened to land there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an easy, I guess, even for the writer to access. Like, <laughs> I know about Abe Lincoln. <laughs> Here, we'll put him in there. <laughs> and he's a great man. I don't know. I'm sure other people in other countries would agree. Abe Lincoln was a good guy. Probably. I don't know, I guess. <laughs> a man I would like to talk to. <laughs> yeah. That's a funny line. Out of context. <laughs> Looks at the statue. A man I would talk to. I'm going to do that. <laughs> See a statue of somebody, just, that's the man I want to talk to. Yeah, why didn't Klaatu and Gort go to the art museum? Yeah, the adventures of Klaatu and Gort. I do feel like this would, like, work well as, like, a Black Mirror episode. Like, don't do a remake, don't do, don't do a whole movie, but, like, what would, like, all this mod? I mean, yeah, art is a great example of how much stuff has changed in the last 50 to 70 years. I mean, obviously the advent of the internet and cell phones. But this could be kind of fun to revisit on a smaller, shorter scale. Yeah, I'd like to see a modern adaption. You guys said the remake wasn't good, but I wouldn't mind seeing someone else give it a shot. Like if Denis Villeneuve did it. Ooh, I bet that'd be cool. Yeah, it is prime for a remake, I think. A good one, not not what we got. But <laughs> I could try again. I wouldn't mind. Some of these old movies, why not? Just do it. It's been long enough. Yeah. Quit, like, remaking things that came out 10, 15 years ago, remake something like this. We we should talk about the end and the message and what he has to say. All right, let's do it. I guess, you know, I'll, I'll throw out. I, I, I appreciated 
we've we've kind of talked about my issues with dystopian futures during this series, during Logan's run, right? And I really appreciated that, like, he lays down his system and he's like, you're all going to die if you don't follow our system, which is very much like these dystopian films we watch where the new government's like, if you don't do what we say, you're going to die. But then he's like, but I'm not saying we're perfect in that we all like have it all figured out. But this is what we've all like, agreed to do, just so you know. I don't know, I appreciate his honesty and sincerity with the response and maybe his recognition that there's like room to improve and grow like i i guess i almost feel like it to me that's more what the ending was about i guess than disarming the nukes yeah yeah i like that he said that yeah it wasn't perfect because i mean it does sound kind of scary right like we invented invincible robots and they will uh murder anyone who gets out of line say oh it's its own kind of deterrent. I mean, I mean that's kind of what like nukes are, right? With war, big, large scale wars, everybody's worried about nukes. Well, that's those robots are the same thing, really. They'll just come down and murder you, I guess, if you start violence. But... Well, you can't. They can't kill the robots or whatever. the The nuke thing is the mutually assured destruction, and that's what keeps everyone from using it. But these guys, they're basically slaves to the robots but no they're not not slaves. A, that's not yeah. a good way to say it yeah they're they're mm, they have no free will kind of they have free will they just can't kill each other that's the only like rule which there's no violence they can't do more than just kill each other if they get in a fight uh they get killed <laughs> so that's pretty drastic which I think at the time is still like the same as mutually assured destruction. I mean, you know, like they're saying if America tries to nuke Russia, they're going to die because they'll get nuked. Just like if you build a nuke, the robots are going to nuke you anyways. Like it's still like, I guess, assured destruction in my mind. It's just a deterrent. It's just to stop yeah, us from going and attacking whoever, you know, we want. It's because we're worried about getting nuked ourselves. Yeah. It's assured, but not mutual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're their own kind of deterrent. Which is still scary, but maybe it's better. I don't know. Yeah, I I liked the ending. It was pretty direct, um, but I thought the, the message was pretty relevant and everything still. And I kind of like how it felt like a concert when he came out of the... Um, you know, the UFO with Gort and he's like, you must put down your arms, humanity. And then he gets in and takes off. Like I came here for some cheesy sci-fi too. And that end was perfect. Cheesy sci-fi. I was cracking up and dying. Yeah, it is a little cheesy. I'll, yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's just like, here's the message of the movie and then he leaves. But yeah, it, yeah, that is pretty funny. It's like <laughs> everybody's sitting there waiting patiently for him to come out. Yep. Yeah, I like I said, I'm I'm all for the message of this. Like, you need to disarm. You got don't need to fight each other. It's dumb. There's no reason to. Like, that's all good. And it's, it, what makes it even cooler is that they put it out during the Cold War. You know, right after the end of World War Two. That shows some progressive thinking back then you know that's still relevant today unfortunately i i don't like how he delivered the message though like the way they've achieved peace does not sound very desirable to me you know it's because it, like any number of things could go wrong with that very like fox is saying it's very much like 
a dystopian future kind of thing. It, it just like, I don't know. It, it feels wrong. He comes and he's like, you got to do it this way. We're going to kill you. It's like, even if you don't want to or whatever, because you're a threat, even though they haven't gone to space yet. Um, but he like the, the way they wrote it too, like he says something's like, you can do what you want on your planet, but as soon as you go to space with stuff, then we're going to kill you if you don't change your ways, you know? Um, it's, it seems kind of hypocritical for a peace loving society, you know, to just threaten to destroy an entire race of, or an entire planet of people over that. I'm sure they have ways to like destroy the nukes or something before they get there. I mean, it's not even feasible that they would get there in this time. It's, it's very hypocritical, I think. And I think that's just another issue with the writing in this, trying to make it work with the science fiction aspect they're going for. I, I didn't I didn't care for it. Like, I liked the message, but I didn't like how it was delivered. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's supposed to be the perfect solution either, though. I think it's supposed to be kind of like, well, this is the best we've figured out so far. And I mean, if, yeah, I mean, if you're going to join us in space, then you got to follow our rules. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of harsh but in its own way he's like well yeah i guess that's fair because everybody else has agreed to this you know i mean we can't be causing stirring up trouble either you know so it kind of makes sense in its own way as well it's it's kind of aggressive yes i would agree but i think that's a fair statement to make if we're going to be joining them with all the other planets out in their society yeah but we might not like what if we don't want to do that you know, and it's like, what if somebody else comes along one day and we need those nukes to blow them up before they blow up the earth or something like that? You know, it's like there's a lot more going around this issue that they could have been discussing instead of going on a tourist like trip around Washington, D.C. You know, it's the issue is much more complicated than what the movie plays it up to be like. It's, uh, yeah, I, I can't get over the writing for this and some of the plot aspects. It's just not, it's not good enough. I don't know, like it, it's like Godzilla, right? I mean, you build a nuke, Godzilla comes and blows you up, like, I don't, that was something, that's what they were writing, I guess, in the 50s, was no nukes. I guess I, I take it less literally and more metaphorically, a true message for people of the actual world today, don't build nukes. yeah. That that's a good point. I just think trying to tie it in with the science fiction element is what ruins it for me. Yeah, and I mean it's kind of like you know, uh, like it's almost like you know on Earth we've got the superpowers of like countries and stuff. Like, well, that's kind of what these space people are, even in a way. Like, we like we make other countries kind of do what we want a lot. I feel like, and you know, so in space, it's kind of the same way as soon as, yeah, we're going to join them, huh? Well, then you're going to have to follow our rules and do what we want. You mean like a criticism of like NATO in the UN? Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a harsh criticism, but it, 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 I think that is like a parallel you could draw, you know, I think it's like, they might be touching on that a little bit. It's like, well, you're the little guy here, actually, you know, earth. <laughs> so you're going to have to follow our rules if you want to be out here. And they, they're, it's still the same problem, you know, that they're so high and mighty that they've gotten past all this. That's exactly the same issue that's going on on Earth, so. Well, they've solved it for themselves, so, I mean, if it'll solve it for Earth if they just follow along, right? I don't know, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's a tough issue, but 
I can't say that I believe him when he says it's worked out so far for him. I think it it works much better when it's coming from like a Star Trek perspective where it's like, you know, it's a utopia where everybody's naturally learned to get along. They don't fight. Everybody has what they need. They don't have some overlord who's like, if you just like flip off some dude, we're going to vaporize you and your family. It's like coming from that. It's not as good. Like coming from the Star Trek perspective, it's more genuine. It makes more sense. And then they have like the prime directive to not interfere. But I mean, they they do it all the time in there, too. But it's more genuine comes from like a place of. Yeah, we want you guys to actually achieve this. It's like we're not going to come and blow you up because you you can't you haven't figured it out yet. You know, it's I I don't like it. I think it's like a difference in mythos for the world. It sounds like in Star Trek, people can apparently be inherently trusted to not build nukes and go to war. But in this mythos and story, people inherently cannot be trusted to not build nukes and go to war. I guess is where the issue lies. Yeah, which makes sense because it's Earth. But since, like, the disarmament thing, all this threat basically is coming from these guys who are not a perfect society and things like that. It, it It doesn't work as well, I don't think. They don't control the robots, though. He's not like, my planet's gonna blow you guys up. He's like, hey, if we build nukes to kill you, the robots are gonna kill us, too. But they give them absolute control. Yeah, like they they just do what they want. The robots are yeah, just stepping in when needed, I guess. Well, they they still kind of are though because they made the robots and they're they're the ones telling them they're like this what is going to happen to you. Um so you've got to comply. Just like it happened to us, yeah. Well, they they're the ones who chose it. They did it to yeah. themselves. And then they're forcing everybody else to comply to it. Instead of it being a natural progression or coming and being like, uh, let's help you guys figure it out. Like, let's bring you um, some some medical equipment so you don't have to worry about that as much. Or we could teach you how to grow food better so everyone has food and, you know, that kind of stuff. I think they could get that, though. I think they could. I mean, it's just... I mean, I don't get the vibe that this is a horrible society out in space that's, you know, being enslaved by robots. Like, it seems like it's pretty good just the way that guy's talking about how, like, everybody's peaceful, everybody's fine and happy, you know, and, like, they've got all this great technology. I'm sure they'd be willing to come help help out Earth, but he's giving them the warning because he's seeing, like, how we're progressing and what path we're heading down, and it's, and it's violence is what he sees. And he's like, well, we've solved violence for us, and, it, I mean, violence begets violence, I guess, but... You know, if you're if you're going to be violent out here with us, then we're just going to snip the problem in the bud. I don't know. I, I agree. It's a complicated issue, but I don't know. That doesn't seem like I and it's such a little time that yeah, because it is the ending of the movie. Like they don't <laughs> yeah. really go into it, but I don't know. I would have loved if they did less time touring Washington, D.C., more time looking at this complex issue. I think that would have been more engaging for me anyways. But um, yeah. Well, dudes, it's been a, a long ride. I would say the podcast did not stay still during this one, but uh, <laughs> are, are we are we done with this one? Are we ready for some overall presentation? Let's do it. I'm ready. I think I could. So we got a scale we use to rate these movies that goes from burn it, pass, 
watch it or buy it in that order. We're all going to give our spiel and then throw out our own individual ratings. And if you don't give what they want, then Gort's going to come down and zap (laughs) you. You know, yeah, this reminded me. So there was this, I don't know if you guys saw in the paper, but there's this mysterious visitor that came around my hometown area here. Um, There's this man and he had this like thing and he didn't want to tell anybody except for like the the city council. And, you know, we were trying to, they they, like kind of like held him up in jail, you know, there's kind of being really mean to him. And he, I guess he escaped and he ended up at my apartment. And, you know, he kind of started learning about, you know, human life and, uh, you know, how normal people live, like myself, you know, just doing normal things. And um, he he finally, he disclosed it. He's like, you know what, in case something goes wrong, I want at least one person to know my mission. In our society, there's always one person who goes first. And as long as that person goes first, then our robot creations won't turn on us and destroy us. But if anything disrupts that, then uh, it's absolute destruction. And on our planet, it's always Mike who goes first. And this like alarm bell started ringing in my head. And I was like, I know what you mean. Don't worry, you're talking to the right guy. I'll get this message out to everybody. I've got a podcast. And so I am the sword holder. Yes, I will take this. Um, I will go first. Um, so this movie was not what I was expecting it was going to be, but I was pretty, you know, pleased with what it was. I thought it was pretty forward thinking. I thought um, Klaatu was kind of interesting and the way it just kind of told the story. I, I was not expecting it, but I, I liked it. I do agree. I would have liked to get more time with certain aspects of what they were going for, but I was pretty pleased with what I got. The special effects were great. Um, some of the shots like TV was saying with the shadows, the cinematography was great. And I did get my cheesy sci-fi scene with the concert at the end um, where he just kind of preaches his message and just hops in the spaceship and takes off. Um, I, this is definitely a watch it from Mike. If if you think you would be interested in this, check it out. Yeah, for sure. Mike be with a lot of that, Mike. I think, uh, you know, I said back at the beginning of this, to me, this movie kind of feels like a return to like the root or the heart of sci-fi. It's, it makes me think of like, you know, what, what the writers who wrote, you know, the big pop culture sci-fi icons that we'd be seeing in the sixties and seventies and into the eighties, you know, might've grown up seeing like it's, it doesn't explore this idea of universal interstellar nuclear robot assured destruction, but it was a time, I guess, I think when they were still figuring things out. I mean, nukes had just become very real with only in a few years. And, you know, at that time, this is like way before the internet, too. So I think historically, it's cool just to see how far we've come, even in terms of a Cold War movie, like, past this, we're going to start getting into like James Bond and crazy espionage stuff by the 80s. So I think there's a lot of cool nostalgia and historical value in that. As a movie, I think it's interesting, not what I was expecting, expecting a lot more uh, destruction of New York uh, or Tokyo, I guess. It just kind of gives me that old Godzilla vibe, but that's not to say it's perfect. I did have some issues with the pacing. I felt like it dragged occasionally, but despite all of that, it was amazing technically. The music was phenomenal. 
I think I'm going to give it a watch in my heart. I really want to say a bye. I, I, there's just something about this that Do really it. speaks to me, and I appreciate. But I know I'm not going to come back to it. I'm not going to watch it Remember, again. Remember, the robot overlords are watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a watch. I, I think it's valuable. Well, in my heart of hearts, I know it's a watch. I probably oh, won't come okay. back to it. But I'm glad that we did. I'm glad we were here. It's like going to museum, I guess. Go to that museum of Day of the Earth Stood Still. Give it a watch, but maybe don't bring home the museum. I don't know. I really, really love this movie. Um, it, it's, it held up really well. Um, even from like the first time I watched it, I really liked it. And this time around, I liked it just about as much, I think. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's got some really interesting points. It's like very relevant for today. It's a lot more like, yeah, grounded, I would say, than you would expect. It's not really about, yeah aliens and whatever it's more about yeah just like paranoia and kind of like how human society or even just if you want to like narrow it down to just how americans would react to something like this um and, and i think that's really interesting i think the acting is amazing i think the yeah, the shots and stuff are really great uh i would agree i think some of the montages just go on for a bit too long i don't know if we need to see like every single country's reaction to this um, I appreciate that they wanted to show a lot of countries like doing in their montage, but I don't know. It, it, it does go on for forever sometimes, it feels like. But besides that, like I really, really, really like this movie. Um, I'm going to give it a buy. I think it's really great. Um, I think it, it, it definitely deserves like the the classic status. I, I could see why this has um, even been remade and kind of stood the, the cultural zeitgeist kind of sort of. I don't know if it's really talked about nowadays or not, but... Feels like it's in that oeuvre of movies. I don't know. It should be talked about, I think. I, I, I like what Fox said at the start of his overall presentation. I, I really enjoyed watching this um, from the historical sense, like looking at this as a product from the Cold War and what people, or at least the filmmakers, were thinking back then is really interesting and really cool. It's sad in a certain way, too. And it's sad that it's still relevant today, unfortunately. Um, but it's got a great message. Um, and it's cool as a historical piece, because it is a product of its time, for sure. Um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's cool that we have this around still, I think. Um, just because of the message and because of its historical significance to science fiction and to the mindset of people back then, especially, I mean, yeah, just six years after World War II and at the start of the Cold War, which went on forever, uh, <laughs> it, it's it's really cool getting to see this with all that context behind it. As a movie, though, I didn't like it. As much as um, I I wanted to, I think the question they were trying to answer this movie was not big enough for. It takes that small, on-the-ground approach, like TV said. Um, and I definitely wanted more out of it than what it gave me. The writing was not as good as it could have been, too. I think it's a bit hypocritical at some points, and I think that trying to make the message work within the sci-fi context they're going for kind of makes it a bit sloppy and uneven for me in the writing and there's a lot of plot conveniences which um, we didn't touch on but there's quite a bit in here but then again that is something that 
was prevalent in a lot of these older movies. Not all of them, but quite a bit of them have a lot of plot conveniences in them just to make them work, and that's never a great thing. Um, so that all that annoyed me, but the music is awesome. The acting from Michael Rennie is claw too. Awesome. I loved it. I love seeing this classical style of acting that we, we don't get at all anymore unless you go to the theater, like go see a, a play or something, um, you know. It's cool to see all that and the special effects and the practical effects all were pretty dang good, I'd say, for 1951. Technically, this movie's really solid, really good. Story and writing-wise, I wanted more out of it, and I think it could have had a lot of improvement. But I am going to give it a watch it, because I did enjoy looking at it. or uh, I did enjoy watching it, um, just to see like where a lot of things that we have now have come from because this did inspire quite a bit of um, filmmakers going forward and some of the tropes that we still have today too so it was really cool from a historical aspect for me even if I didn't completely gel with how the movie was made so I, I'm also going to give it a watch it nice I would have never guessed Dan yeah it, it's the tough love like it, <laughs> I'm a big Star Trek fan, so the way they handle things in Star Trek is probably warped my mind on how I like things to be handled in a lot of science fiction, and this is definitely not that. So, Dan, you're the last one to pick. You got a pick for us? Man, I had a terrible time trying to narrow down what I wanted to pick for this, because there's a ton of classic sci-fi out there you know that i want to watch that i haven't seen there's a ton that i have seen that i would love to talk about too so i had a terrible time that's why i i let you guys all go first and didn't chime in with anything <laughs> when we were asking because i was just sitting here being like oh man what the heck am i gonna pick that's such a hard choice but you know i do have a pick now um i thought long and hard about this it's like Man, I, I got to pick something good. So I, I'll give you, I wrote down some things about this movie to hype it up. So I'd say it, it, it in the category, it's, it's a film that has influenced all of science fiction since its release, right? Oh, okay. It's a film that transcends my dislike of ambiguity and usage of licensed music. I think I know what it is. <laughs> it's from one of the best directors of yep. all time. It has the iconic use of Thus Spoke Zarathustra that is inseparable from the film. It is a groundbreaking monolith, the likes oh. of which are rarely matched in sci-fi today. Oh my god, I'm today. getting, I'm I'm getting so hyped excited. over here. I haven't seen it. This is my chance. Oh man. <laughs> I'm picking my third favorite movie of all time, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Insert applause here. Woo! <laughs> I'm more excited though that Fox <laughs> finally gets to watch this. I am so surprised he's never seen it oh i know this always comes up somehow i'm i didn't you guys do it back on the college circuit yep yep. and i like used to try and catch movies with you guys and for some reason i missed that one 
Well, now I'm very glad I picked it. <laughs> but in the meantime, if any of you listeners out there want to hit us up with your thoughts about um, any of the movies we've been talking about, whether it be uh, The Day the Earth Stood Still or you want to hit us up with your uh, your thoughts on 2001 A Space Odyssey ahead of time, whatever you want to do, just find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, um, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast.gmail.com. Tell us what you think about this. Is it a? Is it? Do you think it's a sci-fi classic? Do you think it's a little too uh, grounded and it doesn't really cover the deep ideas? What's your What's your perspective on it? Let us know. Yeah, get in contact with us. Hit us up. Send us a, a message. Yeah, don't make us all be at the same room at the same time to do it either. Because <laughs> you know I refuse to be in the room with the rest of these guys. Only I can't recording. stand to be in a room with TV. <laughs> <laughs> the only way I'll do is they've come here, but I'll never go there. <laughs> nice, well, yeah. Get in contact with us and be sure to tune in next week with our journey back to 2001. Thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run The Real, signing off. Wait, that was the easy one? <laughs> That's the easy one. What's the I hard guess? one? Do you have a Scooby-Doo ending? What is that? <laughs> Where he pulls off his mask and it was old man Jenkins who was going first this whole time, not Mike. It was me. Yes. <laughs> I've been unmasked. Did Mike leave? Are you still here, Mike? <laughs> Did he leave? <laughs> I was just like, man, it's been like 20 minutes and I haven't heard from Mike. <laughs> hmm. Is he muted? Where is he? <laughs> oh, no, oh, I've outed oh, no. him. <laughs> He's just skipping now, you know. All <laughs> uh, these guys are going to be talking for a while. <laughs> yeah, he just let okay. us go. Oh, there he Man, is. Man, I've been caught. I, I'm sorry, guys. I had to pee so freaking bad. I was we like, do. it's okay. I was like, I had to go. But I just got back <laughs> to hear that. What, what happened? I'm sorry. We're just talking about the ending. Yeah. Still. <laughs>